This is the Ayur What Now podcast, in which Mary Thompson and Jerry Thompson explore Ayurvedic principles and make them easy to understand so that you can benefit from this amazing health science. We're glad you're here. So I'm Mary Thompson and this is Ayur What Now? And so we're talking about origin stories. And so, so Jerry, what, what would you say is your origin story? Well, actually, um, I didn't, um, you know, start out to become a mental health nurse. I was working in a warehouse back in the uh, 70s, and uh, I was making uh, just a little over minimum wage, no benefits or anything. And I was married and uh, to my first wife then, and and we wanted to have children and, and grow a family, but it took about six months of my salary uh, or more to uh, just cover the childbirth costs. There was no way that right. we could really go forward. Yeah, and as I was uh, there, I um, uh, they play the radio in the background with uh, some oh I don't know you know classic rock kind of station, and they would have news breaks and. Um, that on the news break once I had heard the uh, director of uh, Agnews Developmental Center, a state facility that cares for uh, basically people with developmental disabilities and uh, birth defects. And um, somebody had died there. And I I didn't really know much about the uh, facility, but the director was coming on saying, oh, this is such a tragedy and we uh, take full responsibility for this death and we're going to really change the culture of our facility. We're going to try to get new people in and, and a new uh, a new time for us and, and our ability. We're going to be paying people to go to school and helping them to get their license as psychiatric technicians. And I thought, hey, this this could be an opportunity for me. And I, I looked into it, and uh, I actually found out that uh, um, my ex knew somebody who worked there, and and talked to him, and he says, "Yeah, sure, you know, you could do it. You could get your certificate in uh, about three semesters, and and it pays well, and of course you get benefits. It's a state job, and and that's how I got started in mental health. It, it was mm-hmm. just sort of an opportunity that uh, um, uh, uh, fell into my lap, and I just changed directions, and um, later on." Um, about 15 years later, I, I got a postcard about how basically it's if you have a, a license in healthcare and you'd like to get on to getting your RN degree, um, I can show you how. And it was somebody that was a program at that time in California or across the country that if you, like I say, you have that and then you could take challenge exams and earn an associate's degree sort of a independent study, so not unlike um, online learning now. And I said, oh, boy, if I had my RN, I'd make more money, and I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah. and, and I did. And, and then um, while I was doing it, um, the person who was basically running a, oh, a, a simple group tutoring class uh, he had stepped down because he was coming up from LA and it just wasn't uh, worth his while. And I said, do you mind if I take over? And he says, as long as you make your own material, you know, you use my material. So I started a, uh, basically a, a tutoring class and, and it really worked out. I worked out well for me. It was very uh, successful. And um, that, that evolved into uh uh, eventually me working with a partner that uh, who had done that and then expanded into uh, doing an LBN school. And I was uh, still working with her and, and had made quite a bit of money through that process and was feeling quite 
good with myself. And then, um, but uh, the RN training had wind down and we were teaching LVN and I was doing a clinical and somebody there had said that, you know, there's this program I was going to do, but I don't think I can um, take, get away from my job as much, but they're going to pay you $1,500 a month to work on your master's degree as long as you agree to teach in nursing. I go, geez, I do that now. <laughs> and, and then it was, it's called the Gordon and Betty Moore Foundation. And they, they saw that there was a shortage of nursing inspectors. And then, so I got paid to go to college. Uh, 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 my uh, second wife was supporting me and said that, you know, we could do this. If you were just getting 1500 a month with my salary, it would certainly um, work out well. And I, actually I had money in the bank that I'd made uh, earlier. And so in about a year and a half, I got my master's degree and somebody came to the school and said they needed a, uh, a mental health inspector. And, uh, and then I started working with Samuel Merritt and I was there for about 15 years till I retired. But I really feel like um, the uh, meaning to this story is to keep yourself free to open up uh, experiences and to come along. This actually dawned on me when I was going through a... Um, an evaluation, uh, annual review with my supervisor at the college where I was teaching. And she says, well, what's your goals for next year? And I thought, well, I don't have any goals, you know? <laughs> she says, well, you got to have a goal. Every year you got to have a goal. And, and I says, well, and then so I told her how I have not had goals. And if I, uh, uh, and I just take advantage of things and keep myself open and flexible to what happens. And I said, if I had goals in my life, then when I was working at that warehouse, I may have the goal of becoming the manager of that warehouse. And that's what I'd be doing today. And yeah. I'm much happier not being that manager. I'm happier with the uh, taking advantage of opportunities when they come and being uh, ready and flexible for what happens. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes goals can maybe, uh, uh, you might miss opportunities by having really strong set goals. So yeah. Uh, and I know through the course of your life, you've done different things in that health field. Like I think you taught mm -hmm. uh, first aid training and. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You are yeah. and things like that. Uh -huh. So it's been a lot of different things, but I think uh -huh. it's been, like you said, the saying yes to opportunities. Yeah. I, yeah, that's right. I, I, I remember hearing this once that uh, some, somebody was saying, uh, uh, just say yes. Yeah. You know, as a, as a, uh, maybe that's, just say yes. <laughs> just say, you know, it's it's so tricky because you got to make sure what they're offering. You know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, even if you're not, it, it seems to work out. You know. I mean. Yeah. I, I've maybe, always found that story just so inspiring because you're right. It's like if I had a five year plan based on exactly what I who I am today and what I know mm -hmm, today, mm -hmm. then I could be five years further along in this direction. But maybe it's not one that really mm -hmm. serves me. And so I think you've always yeah. taken a step to something else that felt good and right mm -hmm. in yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's, that's kind of how I got there. And I, and I have no regrets. I, yeah. Everything seemed to have uh, fallen in place and I've been very fortunate. Like yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, so my origin story is a little different because I didn't have goals. Mm -hmm. I, I yeah. didn't have, it wasn't anything to do with my occupation. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people find their way to Ayurveda from a health challenge. Mm -hmm. And so I had a health challenge that I had fibroids, uterine fibroids, mm -hmm. and they couldn't tell from ultrasound if they were cancerous or non-cancerous. They couldn't do a biopsy unless they got into them. And so it was, um, I was going to have this surgery. And at the time mm -hmm. I was really mainstream. I didn't have a lot of 
alternative health um, interests, mm-hmm. although I was open to herbs and things like that, but I didn't mm-hmm. pursue that as healthcare. And our mom was a nurse. And so we were raised with, you know, a pretty good high respect for Western medical traditions. Right. And I, I didn't think doctors really could, I thought they were very smart. I thought they knew everything. And if you had a problem, they could fix it. So um, as we went through this process with the fibroids, I was in my early thirties and I hadn't had children yet. And I had, um, they advised me just to have a hysterectomy and I didn't want to do a hysterectomy because I was still in my early thirties and yeah. had children yet. Sure. And um, so I had to pursue like three different opinions and talk to three different doctors who kept telling me that for a woman, my age, that I should just go ahead and have the hysterectomy. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, so I told what the upshoot was that I had surgery to have the fibroids removed and that I said, if they were non-cancerous to leave the uterus. And so Mm -hmm. I came out of surgery and they said, you know, kind of the good news, bad news thing. We had good news, bad news. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the good news is um, that it's non-cancerous. And um, I said, that's great. And they said, well, the bad news is there were two, fibroids that we couldn't remove because of where they were, that they would jeopardize the health of the uterus. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, so let's get started on what I got to do to prevent these guys from growing. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, there's nothing you can do. Mm -hmm. And I said, what do you mean? There's nothing I can do. There's going to be something (laughs) I can do. And they said, no, you're going to be back in two years and get a hysterectomy. You know, you should have done it now. That was their, they were really big and pushing the hysterectomy. Yeah. So that began yeah. my journey because I, I was devastated that these mm-hmm. doctors didn't know how someone my age had these. They didn't know what I could do to prevent them growing. And the only thing they offered me as a treatment was an eventual surgery. And it was just so sad because mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, you look and you think you're supposed to know all this stuff and you don't know anything. So that kind of just began my journey looking into what could I do? Where would I find information about preventing fibroids from growing. And um, at the same, oh, at the same time, they told me we should have just given you a hysterectomy because it doesn't look like you could ever get pregnant anyway, you know? And Mm -hmm. so it was just, they thought that was an impossibility. Um, So I went and I studied Western herbalism, which was my, my gateway in, and I was taking classes and reading books and things like that. And I went to a woman's class and she was talking and of, course she was because it was her class (laughs) (laughs) but then at some point she said the word ayurveda and Mm -hmm. for me it was like that there's a far side comic if you're familiar with gary larson and the far side Mm -hmm. comics Mm -hmm. that there was a a comic where it says what we say and what dogs hear and so the guy's saying good dog ginger you're a good girl ginger come on over here ginger and it shows what ginger hears is blah 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 ginger blah 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 ginger yeah, and so yeah. for me, it was like that with Ayurveda is, hmm. you know, it was kind of like blah, 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 Ayurveda. And so I stopped her and I said, what was, what was that word? And mm-hmm. I, she tells me, how do you spell it? And I'm writing it down. Mm-hmm. And then I kept kind of asking her questions. And she finally said, I'll give you some books, you know, I'll give you a list mm-hmm. of some books. So then that was, that was just like the first I heard about Ayurveda. And it's, mm-hmm. then I went out and bought books and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm compulsive. So I bought three books. And as I was reading those, I went, oh, this made a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. So the upshot of the whole thing, you know, over years and years of time is I then 
uh, you know, book learning was was good, but I'm too haphazard. And so I felt like I needed a class and I, I went to school to study this more really focused just on how was I going to fix this body? You know, how could I repair it? Because I went through thinking I had a pretty good diet. I had good activities. I did these things. And it wasn't until I really started to look at it that I went, no, I really didn't <laughs> have a good diet. Yeah, yeah have good things that I was doing to, to support the body. And so um, I did that. And then that gave me a new career, kind of just saying yes to that. I had been a teacher and then I had gone into working in childcare with kids. And I thought, oh, I could use this Ayurveda thing and see about working with kids. And then before I was out of school, I was offered a teaching job. And so I just stayed with that. So it was the doing the yes yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And then fortunately when I was when I was 42, the the body kicked in and I had a son. So it was like yeah. it was I was right to tell them no, I didn't want the hysterectomy at 33. Good heavens, yeah. Yeah. I benefited from that. And yeah. I I do think that the changes I made really helped to recover my body to the point that I was able able to get pregnant, able to carry to term and have this this healthy child who's now mm-hmm. 18 in and college. Off, yeah. Off at school. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's I blinked. We blinked and their kids grew up and they're gone. They're <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So that's that's fun. Those are our origin stories of how we came to be here today and talking to you about Ayurveda and mental health and all that good okay. stuff. Good. Well, I'm really glad we shared that. It's, yeah. it's nice to uh, get to, to know each other better. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash now. You can always find us for free wherever you find your podcasts. And remember to subscribe so you'll have access to the latest episodes. We're glad you're here.